Welcome back to Talking Retro Football. This is episode two. By the time you're watching this, we should have episode one on our YouTube channel. Joined again by my brother Steve. How are you doing, mate? Hi, thank you. How are you, Yeah, not too bad. Today's episode is a good one. I think we'll all enjoy this. Is We're looking back on the best World Cup and Euro moments. Being massive football fans, these are the two tournaments where... As England fans, we don't get our hopes up, but we still love watching the football, don't we? Yeah, totally. And with it being a Euros year, we thought, why not include both World Cup and Euro moments? So, where we start on this, I think we look, look on some of the best moments that have happened in each competition, don't we? And I'll let you lead on this. Well, well it has to be... Beckham's free kick against Greece that time. Cause I know is, where you're going here. Because if we hadn't got that, we wouldn't go through, would we? Exactly that. I was only watching that video yesterday because they were saying if we hadn't scored, we wouldn't have. I think by, by his goal, we won the group, but we're still struggling to qualify prior to him scoring. So it's uh, moments like that where if it what a goal, but we've actually gone to the World Cup because of it. Uh, and it has to be Lineker's goal, I think it was 92. You're a little bit older than me, so I'll let you explain on this one. Oh, uh, I'm not sure who the game, but it was Lineker's got a goal that I saw was qualified for the World Cup, I think. Potentially, because uh, I know around the area we did miss out on one, so it might have been 90s, because I think we missed, was it 90 yeah, yeah. we missed out on? Could have been, could have been yeah. So, uh, for me, as a growing up watching England, one that stands out for me was Owen against Argentina. Like, young lad into the squad, the very first like World Cup. Goes past one, two, and then rifles it into the top corner, like, Oh my goodness! Oh, who is this kid? Wonder kid, wasn't he? No, he was phenomenal for England. No one can say that away from him. Forty goals. Uh, if he was, if he was injury free, he smashed that record. No, no word of a lie. Yeah, it's, it's just a shame that he got injured so much, wasn't it? And then you look back in a. Last World Cup, Harry Kane becoming the second player for England to win a Golden Boot. So, uh, it's such a credible achievement. I'm not. I think it was his first World Cup as well. So, uh, fair play to the lad. Yeah. I don't think he went to 2004. I could be wrong. I'll let people correct me if I am wrong. So, what else stands out for you outside the England camp? Uh. It had to be Michael Van Basten's goal. Oh, aye. Now we're talking. That was a good goal. Plus, I am not sure. I'm sure if it was a World Cup that, like, goalkeeper save. God, Oh, I know which one you mean. Scorpion kit. Rennie yeah. Geek. Don't think that I think that was a friend of that because I know exactly what you're on about. Red Knight shot from outside the box. 
twenty games well, yeah, yeah. I'll show well, you up here. Just, uh, I just thought that was incredible. That we'll let him have that one again. Uh, if you if you'll notice in episode one, by the time you watch this one, he's part of goalkeeper union. Loves playing goalie. If you did say anything to go against goalkeepers, ask Steve will have you in comments. Yeah. <laughs> but like for me, it's got to be Gordon Banks Dave. That was outrageous. There's no he had no right to get to that, did he? Like Pele's like yeah. couldn't have been that any better, to be honest. Like and he just pulled it up from like literally underneath him to get it away. So like, still up there with the best save to be made, but that, that, for me, has been the top three saves of all time. Yeah, I think I'll give you that one. We don't usually agree on much, right, because we're brothers and that's what yeah. we do, we like to argue. But a controversial moment here, we've agreed on something. I know, yeah. <laughs> so, Friday, people, yeah. if you're watching, make a note of this, how many times we actually agree on stuff during this podcast. <laughs> but one moment that stands out for me, I actually wasn't born at this point, but because I, I like football, I do my research. And it was when Denmark won Euro 92 because initially they didn't even qualify, but because of the disqualification of, I think it was Yugoslavia, they've been they've come into the tournament and, and gone on to win it. Right. They had a great scene, though, didn't they? Michael Aldrich, Brian Aldrich, oh, yeah. Michael. Michael. I think my, I'm not sure yeah. if it was Michael Aldrich that didn't go to that tournament as well. I think there was some like, dispute there. He's one of the Aldrichs. Yeah, and I remember John Jensen as well. Oh, do you not saying this? Oh, yeah, Jensen. you're on the right lines there. What else stands out for you moment-wise? Uh, moment-wise, uh, I'm not sure if it was a good moment. What was that? Uh, penalty shootout. It was a Brazil versus Italy. Baggio missed it, didn't he? Yeah, but he uh, didn't just miss. Still looking yeah, for the like, football. Because uh, <laughs> it was, you know, it's going to be really good. It was Tafferell and Gold. Yeah. Baggio he's got a score. Has it gone? Yeah. Was that the same World Cup? That was US, wasn't it? Where in the. In the... Yeah. Opening, Diana Ross took oh, a penalty. Uh, oh, could she miss? Went nowhere near the net, and the net went like that, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not big. You've got, got like a massive football. It's impossible to miss. Yeah, it's them moments that stand out, but they make you laugh as well. Because oh, yeah, I don't care is. who you are. We've all been there playing football where you've had an absolute shocker. But when you've got yeah. when you're on the world stage like that, and you think, "Oh, this is my one more. I've got to get it right," and you do that, we feel for you. <laughs> Plus, I wonder how much you got to pay this one. No, that's yeah, that's for another topic. That yeah. I think we can't not talk about 1966 England. Oh. The moment we'd have loved to have seen. I think the closest excitement we've got. Well, I've had mine in 2018. I know you was alive for the. Was it Euro '96? Yes. So uh, I know, and I want to remember that I was only two, but 
2018, wow, the excitement I got from that, especially when Trippier scored that free kick to go 1-0 up in the semi-finals. Can't, it's, you can't describe the moments. No, no, you can't. And it's been the closest that we've ever got to winning it again, hasn't it? Yeah, for a long time. And then when you've got the ha- the emotions of going one up, then you've got the heartbreaking going 2-1 down. It's like, it's just a mental how your emotions can swing around about seeing football, isn't it? Uh, speaking of memorable walk-up moments, I would have to mention this one. Uh, do, do, do you remember a Columbia player for the known soul? Unfortunately, not. Oh, and I know where you're going there, 98. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tragic story, that wasn't it? I know. Because uh, I know they take it seriously. But, did you, did, uh, but you know, to do that, it's just... It's not right, but sadly, no, stuff like that does go on. Swiftly yeah. moving on from that because they don't want to cause any controversy. Uh, what was, what goals stand out for you? Both woke up or your own? Oh, God, it has to be Gascoigne's against Scotland. Oh, aye. And the dentist oh, chair celebration. Oh, God, yeah, because the newspapers are, oh, my God, they've been out drinking. So, like, Gascoigne just thought, come on, hmm. bring the water, come on, I'll show him up. Yeah. That one was a good goal. Shear is one, I think. Goal 96. Yeah, Netherlands. Yeah, that was a good goal as well. For me, obviously, I've grown up in the 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 new era. I'll say one that stands out for <coughs> me is James Rodriguez against. Pretty sure it was Uruguay. Touch and volley in World Cup 2014. Outrageous goal, I also like, uh, like you mentioned, Van Basten's in 1988. Yeah. Unbelievable technique to just nestle into the top bracket from that side of the goal. I'm trying to think what other goals and obviously got married on the second one against England in 86. We well, won't speak on the first one. That's better left just there. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah, Germany's heyday. Maradona was quality. Oh, un- unbelievable. Right. We talk about the discussion of him and Messi. Right? Don't get me wrong. Both unbelievable players. There is, there is to the point Messi has eclipsed him with some of the stuff he's done, but you can't take away what Maradona did for football. It's like... Oh, no, no. Play no. to watch. Oh. Then, then he went into coaching, didn't he? Management. Yeah, Later on. It's a weird one coaching because uh, sometimes you'd have a successful span next one you'd only be in the job for like a month or two and it's a shame because uh, God rest his soul like, if, it, if if it had got something like serious and it might have just steered him away from like, his troubles off the pit yeah. and I think everyone was wishing that it's, it's the same with Gascoigne everyone's wishing him like to to get there, do well, 
No one wants to see a decline yeah. in him, right? And when you do see a great player suffer such decline, it, it's upsetting for us football fans because we worship that their talent when when we were younger and stuff like that. Still do now. Yeah, it's not nice to see, is it? But let's not go gloomy. What other goals stand no, out no. for you? Oh God, I'm putting you on the spot here. Trying to think. Because oh, there's so many great tournaments and great goals. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, one that one that Romario scored and he uh, did that baby celebration didn't he that was 1994 wasn't it him and Babette yeah. did the the rocker baby celebration yes oh god yeah I remember that yeah I think goals that I like the one where Ronaldo was classic at the moment, all about R9. It's the ability where he had to round the keeper and such ease. It's like a step over one way, jinxing the other. Then you have an empty net to tap in. Speaking of goals, uh, did Bale uh, score that free kick that time? Scored a free kick against England in Euro 2016, I think it was. Yeah, uh, that one was a good goal. No, wait, Joe, I should have saved that. I'm, I'm having a pop of your keepers here. <laughs> could have saved it. But it was 30 yards out, wasn't it, or something, or was it? Yeah, it was around that distance. Uh, the first one in the group stage, Kamenvity. Call me if I'm wrong, you see, it's the one where Marek Kamšić played. I'm sure that Slovakia sure is. When he got the ball to move by, it was going one, it was going like that and then curved that way. They're amazing free kicks. You can't do oh, anything about it. Speaking about that, Roberto Carlos, France 98. What was that about? He just like bent the ball, didn't he? Got news for you, bro. That wasn't in World Cup, that was in 97. That, but I'll give you that one. That was a tall on tournament, wasn't it? Oh, oh too long time away. But it's it's like it's the most iconic free kick in world football, so we'll let you off. <laughs> Cause uh, you just like see it go that way and down suddenly bends that way. Yeah, because the, you know the story, don't you? The ball by ducked because he thought the ball was coming at him. And it swerved and Bartes like had no chance. Well I want to know. How do you make it? Worth so much for the football practice. That's all you can do, bro. Uh, the amount of hours he'd have spent practicing that technique because it was his favorite one. Normally, he just hammer the football, but every now and again, he'd swerve it with the outside of his boot. But trust me, I, there's been many times in training myself where I've, I've tried to like swerve it with the outside of it. I can play passes with the outside of it and I can shoot it, but try to get the almighty power that he did and swerve. Normally, he's gone like that. When I'm trying it, I go like that. For some reason, but it's hard. the hours of practice they put into doing it. Same when Ronaldo scores more than one knuckleball, people go, oh, what a great technique. He's been working on that for hundreds of hours. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, and I, when I saw it, I was like, it's good. <laughs> it defies physics, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it does. So that leads us nicely because we, we talked about goals and we mentioned certain players there. 
which players stand out for you in both World Cup and Euro moments? Oh, 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 oh God. Has to be Baggio from Bastion and nineties, eighties players because like those, those were just proper World Cups and stuff like that. And uh, World Cups these days are, are great, but but like you can't be the old eighties, nineties passion World Cup ad. Yeah, you touched on the uh, Van Basten there. He's a phenomenal player. Went uh, retired early because of injuries, but he's he's already put himself he'd already put himself in legendary status. Didn't he? Like three Ballon d'Ors, some of the best oh, yeah, I've yeah. ever seen, both international club level. Baggio, another phenomenal player. For me, obviously, you have to say Miroslav Klose has done he's done amazing. He broke the record, didn't he? Broke Ronaldo's record of most World Cup goals. Deserves a shout. You got Ronaldo himself, phenomenal player. I think he's a, is he a two-time World Cup winner. I think so. I think he got. I think he was in the squad for '94. Definitely won it in 2002. You can't not mention uh, Maradona or Pele, though, can you? Oh no, no. Oh, what? Did that Paraguay people? Have you scored three kicks in the world? Football. I All don't right. think so, but it uh, would have been good, Shilver. wouldn't it? Shilver. Yeah, it would. Phenomenal keeper there, isn't it? Shilver. Oh, yeah. Three kicks is good too, I thought. Why is he taking a free kick? <laughs> Boom, <Top corner. laughs> That's why he's taking a free kick, because he scores. Yeah. yeah. That's, he's taking it. I'll shut my mouth. They know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, other players that stood out. We mentioned the... I'll say the obvious ones. Although we did forget about Johan Cruyff. That, what a player. Uh, why? Why do you think Messi not been successful on like World Cup level? Then he has the Barcelona. It's a good good question, that, and I'm doing my best to give you a proper answer. Truthfully, I think there's too much pressure on him to deliver at the national level. I was only speaking about this in an episode I did on 33SC podcast with Alex. He made a very, very good point, like, he carries Barcelona at times, and you can visibly see it. At yeah. international level, it's bloody difficult to try and carry a national side. Some players have been successful doing it, but they've also had a great call around them. Argentina, phenomenal going forward. There's no denying it at all. Messi, Di Maria, Aguero, Lavezza, Dybala, just to name a few Tevez out in the back. Since the days of Javier and Ayala, players like that, they've been woeful that. Don't get me wrong, Mascherano's a phenomenal player, but he doesn't play centre-half for Argentina. He plays defensive midfield. Otamendi and Di Michaelis are good centre-backs. They're not world-class. They're good. Same with Marcus Rocco. They're all right. Taglafico was a great left-back. Actually, he's borderline world-class. I couldn't really name a right-back for a man. That's not being disrespectful. I 
I don't follow Argentine football enough to... And they've got Sergio Romero, which, no disrespect to him, is a phenomenal keeper, but he's a second goalkeeper who doesn't play. So if you look at that, you've got a goalkeeper that doesn't play week in, week out. And the same with Willie Caballero. You've got a back four. You should be doing better than what they are doing. And they're all reliant on Messi getting their goals in this. When they got to the final in 2014, overachieved. They did bloody well to get there. And they did well to sustain Germany for what they did and Mario Gates has scored. Messi got best player for that. And I I do agree with that. Because in that sense of carrying, he's done it. Ronaldo did it in 2016 for Portugal. Granted, he wasn't on the pitch when they won because he got injured. But he was on that touchline, barking orders up and down. He was rallying that team on so much. There was a clip as well where I think it's against Poland. They had a penalty shootout. Jan Martino was, he wouldn't take a penalty. I think he'd missed one prior to it. Ronaldo, he, he was eager him on. It's like, go and get your penalty took. If we lose, we lose together. Took it and scored. That's what I think Ronaldo's got edgewise and some over Messi. He's got that elite mentality where we win as a, win as a group, we lose as a group. It's not about individuals. I'm, I'm sorry, Argentina had this habit. When things go wrong, it's a certain player's fault, and you know that it lies on scapegoat, isn't it? Yeah, it's horrible. That's, that's to me. I, I think one or two teams do that. Wales are with small Wales pop. Oh, it's not. It's a team game, isn't it? Real Madrid had that with Bale, like then United. United fans used to do Fellaini, right? Many of teams do, and it's just wrong. Like, yes, there's poor individual performances, and you can question a manager when they keep picking a certain individual who keeps having these poor performances. I agree with that. But while that player's in your starting 11 and he's playing in that 90 minute match, you will him on just as much as you do the next, the other 10 players. Like, you don't just single them out. Oh. So, we've had our little little rant there yeah. I think it's good to get yeah. that yeah. who else oh, yeah. player wise would you say because uh, I'm sure we missed a few good ones off here and we're going to get oh, back God. because yeah. of it uh, like one on oh, just don't mention 2002 <laughs> oh, oh but then Rivaldo what what like you're not going to say no don't you <laughs> go ahead well, uh, was it against Turkey? Yeah, it was. Where well, he got the ball, uh, booted at him. Yes, and he just went down, touched his face. Plus, like the line was only two inches. Isn't it? Why did he not change him off or fuck him for doing that? Yeah, it's uh, neither sat to play at him, got the Turkish lad sent off. Mm. He did get he did get fined afterwards, but your damage is done because the player's been sent off. I know a player that we haven't mentioned, and uh, I'm sure you're well aware of this legend, Eusebio for Portugal. Yeah. Incredible player. 1966 was like one of his standout tournaments. I think when you look at Portuguese icons, he's definitely up there. You got him, you got Cristiano Ronaldo, you got Luis Figo, oh, yeah. Paoletto. 
source a uh, another legend, Socrates as well. Oh, I'm going to get into this shortly because I've got it on my list there, but best World Cup teams, and you just mentioned Socrates, he comes from that era where the Brazil yeah. sides were unbelievable. I'm using a Gary Neville term there. Literally, they were untouchable. Some of the players that you could you could go on for days listing the players. You really could. I'm trying to think if I've missed anyone out here. Because I know like, we mentioned Gaston, quality player. All about Bowen Becker. Uh, Beckham Ball. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, unbelievable for Germany. I think he's one of the managers that's won it as a player and as a manager, World Cup. Phenomenal achievement. We nearly yeah. missed out a legendary defender by the name of Paolo Maldina. Oh, God, yeah. But all this... Kassaragi. Yeah. yeah. He's more famous for sorting Phil Bob's problems out the winter. <laughs> yeah. You know exactly what I'm on about there, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so much talk about players leads us on to best World Cup teams and a... We'll do best World Cup teams and then we'll switch over to the Euros because then it's easier. So best World Cup teams for me, there's two that stand out. You've got the Brazil of 70s. I think I think that's all I need to say. I think people agree on that. Brazil of 70s have to be up there. The stack of players he had in that squad. Zico, Pele, Socrates. Just to name a few, you got then double argument with Spain in 2010. Oh, that because uh, that for me is a quality team. Oh, yeah. Your Villas, your Silva, wow. players like that, Xavi and Iesta. Yeah. What about you? Uh, first team has to be Denmark 92 because, like you said, no one it. No one expected them to win it, but like they did, didn't they? Michael, John Jensen, etc. Wanted to play it. Yeah, we got to remember um, that team as well. They didn't even qualify. They got put in because someone got disqualified, so it's even <clears> better. <throat> Took their opportunity. And second team, it would have to be Brazil, 94-14. Yeah, quality. Because it was just on. Catherine Will, Beto, Mario. Catherine. Catherine, yeah, wow. There's a player, yeah. buddy. I forgot about him when we saw her about his past players, buddy. There's a legend in its own right. Loads of players. You've got a Ned Fed as well. Who yeah. was a legend? Ivy Tudor. So. Yeah. Speaking of, obviously, I've not mentioned England 1996, come on, 1966. But the team was stacked for legends. You had the Charlton Brothers, Styles, Hurst, Peters, Gordon oh, Banks. Yeah. Uh, for us to win it in 1966 was just incredible. Obviously, 
hopefully there'll come a time when we're still here that they can win it again. We'd love to, yeah, love yeah. to feel that excitement of winning a World Cup or just an international trophy in that respect. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we've, we've got a good cream of young player coming through. Scipio, Grealish, Pope and stuff like that. Let's go into that then, Doug, quickly, because I think that's a good topic. Mm. Talked about England there, players coming through. There's literally a catalogue that you just mentioned. We've got going through defence, you've got, like you mentioned, Trippier. Got Trent Alexander Arnold, John Stones. I know John Stones isn't the youngest of players, but he's regained his form. You've got Saka of Arsenal can play a left back, left wing, right wing. Great ocean. Luke Shaw, there's a great player to give credit to. He's oh, yeah. right back into his game. <laughs> you mentioned there, Nick Pope, best keeper this season so far for me. Oh, oh yeah. You move up into the midfield, yeah. right? You got Declan Rice, Jack Grealish. Mason Greenwood, Phil Foden, man. so exciting. And then to think oh, Albert Lewin and Harry Kane up front, players like that. And there's still players that I've not mentioned Rashford, Sterling. Danny Ings as well. Danny Ings, yeah. Deserves all this credit. Keep going. Man. There's so many players there yeah. that if we can get this team to just click, we can be a, we can be a menace. Madison, while yeah. Prowse as well, he scored an absolute amazing free kick today. Check it out if you've not seen it. Talking a full 30 yeah. yards out, put it into the top corner. Nice. Oh, yeah. Pussy scores when I say something with Dream Team. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works, isn't it, bro? So I'm trying to think what else will we cover here? We've got. We've Talked about moments that stand out, best goals, best players, and best. I'm going to put you on the spot that you can do it to me in a, in a show. We spoke about these moments now, and I'm going to choose, make you choose your favorite moment going through the categories. Your favorite moment that stood out, it can be either World Cup or it can be your roles. Favorite moment had to be that Senegal. Beating France. Why is that? Because the back then France were a world class team. Everyone thought France will France will destroy Senegal. No thanks. Nope. Yeah, World Cup two thousand and two. That wasn't it. Yes, it was. So, you said your moment start. What's your best favorite goal from either? You can pick. You can pick one from the World Cup and one from the Euros here. World Cup, it would. It would have to be that ninety ninety two, Lenny's goal. I'm 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 not sure who it was against. But it was a good goal. And um favourite Euro goal, that's fine. Nice. Your best player from it can be again either World Cup or Euro this one, not making you pick one or the other. Favourite player have to be 
Baggio. Go on. Let you speak a little bit more about Baggio because I know you rate your mileage. Well, he played for Italy and he scored some quality goals. When he played for him, it was just a shame that that penalty shootout where he just tried to do a two-point goal for rugby, didn't he? Yeah. And last but not least, before you put me on the spot, who's your favourite either World Cup or Euros team? Mm. Of all time, it would have to be Holland 1988. Eight. Was it, I think? 1988, where they won it. Yeah, 1982. I could see your brain ticking there, so I thought I'd give you a little, little helping. Yeah, I know, I know what you're singing about, the one where they won it, with Van Basten's brother. So go on then, bro. You put me on the spot. What's your favourite ever World Cup and Euro penalty kick? Penalty kick. That's a busy dance in 2006 where he chipped Booth on and hit the underside of the bar and then. I'm I'm gonna keep this family friendly, but I know what I want to say. The the ego of that man to chip a keeper of Buffon's quality in a World Cup final and score it is just testament to the players he damn was. Uh, it's just a shame that was his final match. Yes, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So go on. What else have you got for me? Couple more questions before I bring it to a wrap. Right. Uh, what? What is your funniest World Cup Euro moment? Oh, funniest! Oh, this is easy actually. I think people agree with me. As I was playing Italy in the World Cup in Group Stage 2014, everyone thought Sterling had scored from like 25 yards, but it rocketed the side net. But it hit the hit the side net so well, we thought it had gone in, so everyone jumped up celebrating. And one way I thought I'd sit back down and realise they hadn't scored it. Was... <laughs> yeah. Bloody side netting. All right, then. Last question. What's your favourite own goal in the World Cup? Oh, favourite own goal? Yeah. Call me out here, boys. Yeah. Favourite on goal? I don't know to be honest. I'm I'm not too familiar with on goal, so I can give you my favourite goal because uh, yeah, yes, I yes. think that that's to be one that stands out for me. I've mentioned it earlier was Owens against Argentina because obviously, yeah, seeing that the way just this youngster took a couple of defenders on them, put it into the top corner is amazing. And if I had to pick one from qualifying, you know exactly where I'm going with this. Beckham's going against Greece. Beckham was my idol growing up. So to oh, see yeah. that and to cheer that goals when it went in, uh, I think every household in England erupted when he scored that one. But that's wrong, though. 
I'm not under, I'm not too familiar as a as long as it's England not scoring them, I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that brings us to a wrap for episode two. We're talking about World Cup and European moments. I'd like to thank Steve for coming on. It's been great. And thank you guys for taking the opportunity to watch episode two. And we'll be back next week with episode three.